Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Castor. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Hey, Shocker fans, want the latest on Wichita State Athletics? Let's go right to the source with Shocker AD, Kevin Saul. All right, welcome back in, everybody, to another hour of Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor with you here. Jad Chambers producing, manning that IHOP hotline, uh, which is occupied right now by Wichita State Athletic Director Kevin Saul. Joins us for a biweekly visit here on Sports Daily. Always appreciate the time. Kevin, how are you enjoying this fall morning weather? Jacob, Tommy, we're doing awesome. Hope you guys are doing well. It's uh, it's awesome to feel the weather turn a little bit. I know we'll be in the 80s here the next seven to ten days, but uh, fall is definitely here. It's upon us. So we get a big announcement late last week, and if people missed it kind of in the mix of a high school football day and some of that, you guys are adding uh, collegiately, you know, sort of officially women's bowling uh, at Wichita State. Now, we know there's a rich history of bowling with Wichita State as sort of an unofficial thing. Walk us through what's happening, why it's happening, and what this means for the bowlers there at Wichita State. Sure, I'd be glad to. So the best way I know how to describe it, uh, Jacob and Tommy, is that our women's bowling program and our men's bowling program have operated as a we'll call it a varsity club sport um, that has been funded and uh, operated out of student affairs and the radigan student center well the the history and context is that in 1994 the ncaa adopted bowling as an emerging ncaa championship sport And in 2004, it became a full-fledged NCAA championship sport. Uh, It's one of the 90 sports that the NCAAs operate a championship within. There are 101 programs throughout the country that that compete in the NCAA championship version of women's bowling. Uh, Again, the NCAA does not offer men's bowling. Our program has been in, in existence since the early 60s. Um, It has won 10 intercollegiate team championships, particularly in the years mostly before and maybe some after the NCAAs um, made the change in 2004. 
It's had five singles championships in its history. Um, you mentioned rich history, 136 scholar athletes, 65 All-Americans, nine MVP or players of the year. Um, we've had individuals that have gone on and either been multiple time All-Americans or competing for their, their country on an international stage or have won professional events. So it, it does have a long and rich history and tradition. I think the why is really a handful of reasons. Um, number one, because of the rich history and tradition, we feel like we can be competitive and successful um, early on in the transition. And, they, and again, it will start as an NCAA championship sport July 1 of 24. Uh, the facilities are first class at the, the bottom floor of Radigan Student Center, has eight lanes. Um, there's a grill um, and, and bar down there. There's uh, uh, offices. There's team spaces. So it's a really nice facility to be able to practice and compete in. Um, it certainly helps us um, evolve and adapt to an ever-widening um, gender distribution in the general student body. Uh, you guys may recall that we are obligated as an athletics uh, program to be within a percent or two of the general student uh, population gender distribution. So it allows us to do that in our roster management planning. But I think most importantly, it allows us to honor some coaches and literally two or 300 um, bowling student athletes and alumni that have done some really great things over the last four decades um, and have all pulled hard for this moment. So there's a lot of joy, excitement, and happiness in that announcement um, last week. It also gives us guys an opportunity to uh, uh, score postseason Director's Cup points, which contributes to our department's goal of being a top 100 program. So a lot of reasons to do it, and uh, we're just excited. I know the young women in our program are very excited as well. Kevin, you mentioned coaches, so Holly Harris continues as uh, the women's bowling coach at Wichita State. Uh, she's an alum, a Shocker alum, an All-American formerly when she played uh, for Wichita State. She led the women's bowling team to a national championship in 2021. Now will lead this program into the transition into Division I championship athletics. What, what kind of transition is that like for her as the head coach of that program? Well, there's a lot of elements uh, involved in the transition Um Tommy, I would tell you we started this conversation late last summer, but I would also tell you in the last decade, this has been a subject that has been visited by this administration um, on multiple occasions. And so there's a lot of research that has taken place in terms of what it's going to take to align championship-level resources to expectations, but there's also all the support network that you talked about. And so as we walk through the finances, what it's going to take for us to be competitive from a salary and benefit perspective with a head coach um, in Holly Harris and then an assistant coach in Mark Lewis, uh, the recruiting needs, equipment, gear, facility rental, um, travel, nutrition, all those components. But there's, there's a really important integration into athletics and all the support networks that take place there, like academic support and compliance, performance and mental health, strength and conditioning, sports medicine. Um, that will take us a little time, obviously. We didn't want to rush that. We'll take some time to fully integrate into the department. Uh, the young women that are currently in the program will go through, for those that haven't, the, the initial and continuing eligibility process through the NCAA Clearinghouse. So that will take some time as well. Um, and so we've, 
laid out about 10 months worth of runway for us between now and J- July 1st of 24 to make that happen. Obviously, Holly will be in a steep learning curve and has been over the last uh, four to six weeks in terms of NCA compliance, annual recruiting calendars, contact evaluation periods, all those things that we're held accountable to. So we've been working hard at it. We've got a good group of staff that's working on the transition. Kent Hagenauer, our senior associate AD and, and chief financial officer, will be the day-to-day administrator for bowling. Um, and he's done a nice job orchestrating some of this transition. We'll continue to do so over the next 10 months. So Ke- Kevin Saul, Wichita State Athletic Director, joining us, you know, I'll just say, forgive my ignorance on this because I I haven't, you know, seen this before. So bowling is only, is it at the NCAA level? Is it only a women's sport? I'm not seeing anything for men's bowling, which also has a rich history, of course, at Wichita State. Is it women only at this point? It is. Yes. It's a women's only uh, uh, program sponsored championship through the NCAA. So as we look at it, and I'm try- I, there's a couple of things that I thought about when I saw this, and that answers one of the questions, why not the men who are also good? So, you know, at some point, I guess we can explore that if it ever becomes a men's sport. I don't know if there's any insight to that. And then the other thing is with Title IX, and I don't understand this fully either, does this do anything to the thoughts on women's soccer at Wichita State? Does it change any of the goals and, and you know, anything there? Or is it still full steam ahead there, and this was just like, a totally separate opportunity to do something here. Oh, no, it, it does not shut the door on our women's soccer uh, thoughts and conversations, uh, particularly okay. as we're in the middle of renovating uh, Cessna Stadium. That is certainly within our, our thoughts and goals. I'll share this with you just from a context standpoint. Obviously, um, the Office of Civil Rights, Title IX, Gender Equity, really important components to Uh, you know, secondary and higher education throughout the country, and particularly those entities that receive federal funding. And one of the elements is that we have to to maintain a 1% to 2% um, variance for the gender distribution on campus. And so I'll give you an example. Like when I was a student uh, 25 years ago, it was pretty close to 50-50 males and females, and the national average now is approaching 56 44 in favor of females. And so what you're seeing is uh, athletics programs uh, throughout the country are having to adapt to that. And you can do that um, only so far can you do that through roster management before the numbers start to get a little bit uh, uh, unattainable. Uh, And so adding programs um, responsibly and methodically is an important part of meeting that that element. As I mentioned before, guys, there's about five other reasons why you do this. This is just one of them. Um, and so that gives us an opportunity to do that. That roster size on a typical team is, is usually between 8 and 12. Um, as we transition from the club varsity program into NCAA championship program, it may be a little larger as we work our way towards Uh, the 10 or 12, because what we don't want to do is hurt any young women that are currently in the program or currently at Wichita State. And so we'll we'll walk through that uh, in the right way. So you're adding 10 to 12. When it comes time for a soccer a handful of years from now, you're going to be adding 22 to 25. And so um, that obviously changes the dynamic a little bit. It's reasonable to assume that five years from now, the gender distribution will continue to widen. At least that's the trend that we're seeing between males and females on a college campus. And so uh, these are just things we got to keep an eye on so that we may make sure that we maintain compliance. 
Kevin, taking a look at women's volleyball at Wichita State, uh, had a, a rough weekend against Colorado inside Charles Coke Arena, but now on the way to Greeley, Colorado for the Northern Colorado Classic. Uh, it's the final non-conference uh, part of the action, part of the schedule for the volleyball squad. So what are you seeing right now uh, from women's volleyball? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting because we talked a little bit last year about non-conference being up and down. Um, and I think you could use the same words to describe that this year, that we've been a little up and down. Um, what we're battling this year more than we were last year is some injuries. We've got three all-league players returning to this team. And we've battled injuries with two um, significant impact players. So if you're looking at the lineups, you can see how that's varied a little bit. We've had some women playing out of position um, and those elements. But, again, there's no excuses. Everybody deals with those elements. I think you can talk about that first weekend um, where we, lo we lost in five to a solid uh, Notre Dame team. We lost in four to the host Texas Tech. Again, good competition. I think we played competitive matches. The Notre Dame game, I think, was 15-13 in the fifth, if I recall correctly, beat Houston Christian. Then we go to uh, uh, Champaign, and we get our first road Big Ten win in program history. That's, uh, you know, that's a significant accomplishment. And sweep Illinois State and feel really good coming out of that weekend. And then we play a ranked Kansas team last Thursday. Uh, we had the largest crowd for volleyball since 2018 here. Um, it was a yellow out. It was our 15-1 match where all our student athletes came in. Um, On a Chiefs night, the, too, Kevin. That's awesome. Yeah, really nice crowd. Really nice crowd. Um, and so that first set, I, again, I may be one or two off, but I think we had six or eight service or passing errors and lost that first set 25-22, if I recall correctly. That changes the dynamic of the match. Our first sets in our seven matches, I think, were two and five in first sets. So, obviously, we got to figure out a way to start a little faster. But the Kansas match, very competitive, and uh, we pushed them in set four to almost take it to a fifth set. And then I think we, we kind of lost our way a little bit in Colorado. We, we got swept in three in the second set, if I recall correctly. There was, we gave up a 17-3 to three run. So, obviously, you know, you're not going to be perfect all the way through. And we had an up-and-down non-conference last year and, and finished um, well in the league. We're preseason pick third in the league this year, and I expect us to be very competitive. SMU and Rice will be front runners as well. And so we'll continue to get healthy and get better. And this weekend they're in uh, Greeley, Colorado. We've got uh, on Thursday, tomorrow they've got Bradley, and then Friday is – is Omaha, University of Nebraska, Omaha, which is a team that we lost to last year. So uh, I know that they'll be looking forward to, to that match. And then we play the host Northern Carolina, Northern Colorado on uh, Saturday. So and then at that point in time, we're into league play next Wednesday and Saturday. We got, we're at East Carolina and then Charlotte. So we, we get deep into league play at that point in time. Uh, looking forward to AAC volleyball to see where the shockers sit and hopefully can get into the NCAA tournament. Kevin Saul, Wichita State Athletic Director, joining us. Uh, we're we're right on the ledge of basketball season, which is crazy to even think about. We've had students on campus. You've had the teams on campus now for both the men and women. I think programs people are excited about, but programs we don't know a lot about with the new directions. What are you hearing or seeing, if you've seen any of it, from you know from the teams and, and the way those those groups are coming together? 
Yeah, watching uh, both basketball programs uh, in their day-to-day walk, whether it's sitting in on a film session, watching a practice, uh, the attention to detail and the urgency and the teaching that's going on is different, Um, you know, not disparagingly at all. It's just different than what we've had uh, uh, here over the last year. And and so that piece is really good. I think the culture is great, but culture is really tested through adversity, and we haven't had a lot of that yet. Um, I think Coach Nooner and Coach Mills have put together a really good staff. They recruit well. I've had an opportunity to spend time around families and prospective student-athletes over the last several weekends. They do an unbelievable job there, and uh, I am excited about where we're headed from a recruiting standpoint. Um, Obviously, you guys know it's impermissible for us to talk details there until we get to signing day and after. Um, but very excited about where we're headed in both programs there. So a lot, a lot to be excited about. Um, we have a special weekend planned, October 6, 7, and 8. It is homecoming. They're calling it Shocktoberfest uh, here on campus, and we tend to uh, bounce that around a little bit over the last decade or so, but we're committed to that being a fall event. Uh, we've got volleyball on Friday night the 6th. We will have uh, softball and baseball playing fall games. Uh, fall contest on Saturday, the 7th, early afternoon. We're going to host a full athletic department, student-athlete, and prospective student-athlete tailgate out in the parking lot. We'll do Shocker Madness that night for men's and women's basketball. We've got a unique twist on that where we'll involve all of our programs, and then we've got a concert that we're working on that night as well. So it's going to be a packed weekend. It'll be a great opportunity for Shocker Nation and folks in Wichita to come down and, and learn about our team and meet them um, on the, the night of the 6th and enjoy a good concert. So a lot more information to come out on that in the next uh, few days and, and the weeks ahead, but we're excited about it. Kevin, I won't ask you about uh, anybody specifically, as I know you can't talk about it, but generally speaking, uh, from a philosophical point of view with women's basketball how important is it? And I know it's, it's kind of, it can be the same for both men's and women's, but specifically women's basketball and what Terry Nooner is building. How important in your mind is it, you mentioned the recruiting, but looking at the talent that we have here locally in the Wichita area? Yeah, I think, you know, Tommy, Jacob, you, all three of us would be in agreement that, that that's an important element, right? If you can, every coach takes a, a new opportunity and says, man, we got to keep the best local talent at home. Um, and so I think that's really important for a lot of reasons um, because it builds that community pride. It, it, there's an engagement with the community there to come and support young people um, that that in high school uh, would be well-known or supported in the community. That piece is important. I know the, the staff has done a really nice job with um, uh, young women that have been in the Missouri Phenom AAU program that that Terry, Nick, and Antoine have all been a part of over the last 20 years. Um, obviously, Antoine's success um, in high school, winning four state championships and going to another two finals in his sixth year, he flipped two JUCO programs. So he's got a tremendous network within the state and particularly within the city. You're seeing some of that uh, bear fruit through the portal where we've got some young women that were from Wichita and, and, and competed in high school in Wichita, went to other schools, and they're coming back. Um, so that piece is really important. It's not It's not the most important. Obviously, there's got a talent and, and, and culture and all the intangibles have to be there as well. But it's always great to be able to support local talent and, and, and draw on that inherent interest of folks that uh, have a history in Wichita. Yeah, I think that last part's 
the most one of the most interesting it, the, girls basketball at the high school level here over the last five or six years has been incredible. We we have seen some girls that have gone on to do some unbelievable things at schools around the area. But I went to a D2 school, Kevin, where, you know, one, they were, you know, competing for national championships, but man, they recruited locally from small towns and they would outdraw the men because people wanted to see the local talent. I think that last part of what you said, I think that, I think it does help for, for, from an interest level at the same time as, yeah, the talent's good around here too, but that helps, right? No, it absolutely does. And you just reminded me of one of the, one of the most important lessons I learned as a young staff member when I was working at K-State, we had, uh, you know, Coach Dead Patterson uh, was the coach there, and she took a team to the Sweet 16 that had uh, Kendra Wecker, Nicole Oldie, and Lori Kane that were all from very local towns, Clay Center, Smith Center, in and around, and I think Council Grove, in and around Manhattan. And the impact there was tremendous as they had success those towns would empty out and come to Manhattan. In fact, back in those days, guys, they used to play the men's and women's basketball games in the Big 12 were uh, double headers on Sundays. And the crowd for women's basketball was averaging somewhere between six and 8,000, and the men's basketball there was not. And so they actually flipped from the standard of playing women's first at K-State and men's second to actually playing the men's game first and the women's game second, so the men could have a solid second-half crowd as they were building up for the women. So I think those lessons that you, if you're paying attention and you watch, winning with local talent can have a real impact um, to your program. All right, Kevin. Well, you brought up uh, Shocktoberfest. People, I assume, goshockers.com, get all the information they need on that and, and get ready and set up for it. Is that available for people yet? Yeah, absolutely. If you just Google Shocktoberfest too, you'll get a university site that's got a full uh, schedule as well. The most important piece to remember is it's uh, October 6, 7, and 8. We got volleyball Friday night, the 6th. We've got basically everything that we can possibly have going active on Saturday. We do. We've got uh, uh, baseball, softball. We've got uh, Shocker Madness, men's and women's basketball introductory event, a concert that night, volleyball again on Sunday. So it'll be a fun weekend for us. All right. Kevin Saul, Wichita State Athletic Director. We'll chat again in a couple of weeks. We'll be right on the eve of that. Kevin, we appreciate it. Enjoy, uh, Enjoy the fall. Enjoy some football. Sounds great. Thanks so much, guys. Take care and go Shockers. There goes Kevin Salt. We'll come back. If you missed any of that, if you're joining us late, you can always go back and listen at kfhradio.com for free on the Odyssey app. Jad cuts those out. It'll be there by itself. Shocker fans, a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of new things happening. The bowling stuff is interesting. I, I think some of the questions uh, about in, you know navigating what it means for other programs on campus, I know a lot of people have been curious about that. Kevin uh, addresses all of it, so you can go back and listen. All right, let's come back, Tommy. And let's begin to look at the college football weekend. We'll take our bird's eye looks at the K-State and KU games this weekend as we roll forward on a Wednesday edition of Sports Daily. All right. Welcome back. Kevin Saul. We appreciate it. Bi-weekly visit. Uh, a lot of good stuff there happening at Wichita State. A lot of interesting stuff happening. Um, 
and you know, I think people are kind of excited. That's that's cool that they were able to get the big crowd on that Thursday night up against the Chiefs. We were a little worried about that because that was a, a pretty big time matchup, but they got it done. Uh, all right, Tommy, let's uh, let's look ahead to some college football. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster here. It is Sports Daily. We talked Chiefs uh, in the first hour, beginning to preview that. Let's start with the Wildcats here. I, I'm not overly concerned with this Missouri game, quite frankly. They crushed Missouri last year. A couple interesting things from Chris Kleiman yesterday uh, is that he thinks Missouri definitely is not showing their potential yet basically they they have nowhere to go but up and and they he thinks they could be better and it's coach speak a lot of it uh brandon zinner who works at 12 news with me listened to all that and he pointed out something funny he was like yeah there was a moment when talking about like young players and getting them in that last game where you know it almost slipped that they had some packages with some players they didn't want to get to and then he sort of really quickly like pivoted off to something else so Maybe they had a plan to use Avery Johnson if they needed to, but they just didn't need to, and they're kind of holding on to that, which is interesting. Uh, it, it it does back up sort of what we think, which now is like they're just going to use Avery Johnson when they feel like they need him to help them win games. Like, you know, anything else, don't worry about it, whatever. Um, I don't know that the game against Missouri is going to present that. Road games in college football, especially the first one, are always – you know, a little bit spooky, Tommy, but this is a very experienced team. And I think a lot of the things that would concern you don't concern you as much with this group, but it's going to be a hostile environment. That Mizzou faithful is going to be fired up. They do have some really talented players on that team, but I like K-State quite a bit. I like them to cover their number, uh, which I haven't checked it today. I'll check that right now. But I think it's five, uh, I, I right think around this, five. Yeah, you know, like, I, I think they're going to be just fine. I, I think they look great. I think their start has been great. Uh, I cannot believe it's only five, um, Yeah, but it's only five. You know, Mizzou is going to have to bring every single bit of its A game if they want to have a chance to compete with Kansas State this weekend. You know, they got absolutely crushed last year in this matchup. Brady Cook, their quarterback for Mizzou, had a terrible outing a year ago against the Wildcats. So, you know, he's actually started this season playing better uh and so he's gonna have to continue that into this weekend uh but I, I don't have a whole lot of hope for the Tigers to be able to hang with uh what the Wildcats are are doing so I'm with you I think the Wildcats easily cover that number um I've got K-State winning by two touchdowns in this game on Saturday and you know the number is five so I think that they easily cover that spread on the road in Missouri the other thing to keep in mind is that Eli Drinkwitz, and, and I'll be the first to admit I'm not a fan of his at all, uh, but he's kind of on the hot seat a little bit. I think that he's gotten some mixed reviews uh, from the, the Missouri fan base. And, of course, you see what all the other teams are doing in the SEC. And granted, the conference is down at least through the first couple of weeks of the season right now. They haven't performed up to expectations. Uh, but Missouri overall over the last several years has underperformed in that conference. And so, um, you know, th I think that there is a little bit of pressure there uh, for the the coach, Eli Drinkwitz for the Tigers, but I don't think this is a game that they, they steal. Um, I think that the Wildcats are able to go on the road to Columbia and easily win. Well, and don't you think there's like some pressure for Drinkwitz in Missouri just because of what is happening in Lawrence and Manhattan. Sure. Like there's a clear three sure. team, you know, rivalry there. You're sort of competing for Kansas City and all of these things. Like 
I, I think that that has a lot to do with the pressure there. And, you know, Missouri might be in the SEC, but they don't feel that. They've, they've always felt like they belonged in the Big 12, and I get it. Like, they're, they're there for a reason, and they're, you know, smart for doing it. But, yeah, I, I think they're clearly behind as a program, both KU and K-State, with the advantages they have by being in the SEC, and it's just not working I, I, yeah, I agree. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. There's a tremendous amount of pressure there. And look, I don't, this is the interesting thing. Like I don't follow Missouri at all. And I know that the rivalry exists there with KU and K-State, but it, it exists, but it doesn't. So like, I'm aware of the rivalry. Certainly wasn't that aware of how heated like the KU Missouri rivalry was until I moved up here, but it doesn't really exist now. So you don't get it as much. And like, Mizzou doesn't feel to me like a rival for KU or K-State no. in either football or basketball. No. Because they they haven't been competitive enough to be. Yeah, and you, of course, you know, they lead the conference. And, uh, you know, so a lot of those matchups, you know, don't happen anymore uh, to, to make Missouri a rival of either one of these programs. But, yeah, competitively, they're just not there. They're not on the same level uh, anymore. I know that there were major expectations when Missouri left the Big 12 to go to the SEC, that they would be a more competitive program, especially uh, on the gridiron. And that just has not happened in their time in that conference. I don't have a lot of faith in Eli Drinkwitz uh, and the combination of Drinkwitz and Brady Cook, at least so far, has not shown that they show up 
in big time games. And this is a big time game. I mean, they're playing an opponent in Kansas State that is ranked that, you know, played in the Sugar Bowl last year that won a Big 12 championship. It's a high caliber opponent for the Tigers, and they have not shown in the course of the, their time together, Drinkwitz and Cook, that they can show up in big time games. And I think that this is going to be another one. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, we see Missouri make a change at head coach at the end of this season, because I just don't I don't have a lot of faith in Drinkwitz and, and what he's done with this program at all. They, they're not able to compete in the SEC, and I think that they're going to, you know, look at what's happening in the state of Kansas with both KU and K-State and say, we've got to we've got to do something different. What is it? Because I don't follow Missouri closely, never have. Like, what is it that's been the struggle? Do you think they've got good facilities? They're in the SEC. They've got a great, you know, fan base and student body. Why has it been such a struggle? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, just poor play, right? Like underachieving poor play uh, with really high expectations. I mean, you know, I think that in some cases they're a victim of their their own circumstance. You know, they moved from the Big 12 to the SEC. And I think as soon as that happened, the fan base thought, okay, well, we've got to be, you know, competing for national championships. We've got to be in the CFP. We've got to be doing, you know, these different things. And it just, it hasn't happened. So I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know if it's, you know, you you bring it back down to coaching and, and you know, poor uh, poor recruiting or exactly what it is, but there's just been a lot of over-promising and under-delivering with that program. Yeah, it, 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 it's a curiosity of mine. All right, so uh, KU then gets to go to Nevada. Uh, Shreyas Lada, our KU insider, told us earlier in the week, Nevada might be the worst team KU's going to play this year. Um, Again, kind of the same thing. I'm not sure how concerned I am about KU going on the road. I think it translates when Jalen Daniels is your quarterback, don't you? When when you've got a high-octane, multifaceted run game and Jalen Daniels, I do worry less about going on the road. And I think that they're equipped to go on the road. I think they are too. And I think that they've got, you know, again, they're playing an opponent in Nevada that lost to an, an FCS team. That being said, uh, I, I think that the Jayhawks will win and should win easily against Nevada on the road. That spread is really big. And, you know, I just, as of right now, I've got a hard time betting that spread. I've got a hard time betting Kansas to cover it. Not because I don't think that they're talented enough to do so, but man, it's been a long time since we've seen the Jayhawks have that kind of number on the road. Uh, it's been a long time. I mean, it's what, like 28 and a half, I think, the last time I looked. Yeah, I don't, I've got I'm a, not touching I've got the a, line. Yeah, I've got a really hard time betting that spread. But I do think that ultimately the Jayhawks will uh, will play well. They'll, they'll win by a, a pretty comfortable margin. I'm just not sure I'm going to actually bet that. No, I'm not either. Uh, it's too big. And, and they may cover it, and that's fine. I, I don't ever, but just like as a rule, bet spreads that high. Don't like them at all because there's too many ways to get backdoored on that. Um, yeah. You know, another curious spread is, is I'm just looking at the slate this week. Texas is 28 and a half point favorites over Wyoming. That's really interesting to me. After we saw Wyoming do that to Texas Tech, 28 and a half. For, and I know it's in Austin, but doesn't that feel a little overreactionary to the Alabama game? Like that's a big old number for a team that was capable of beating Texas Tech, who, by the way, bounced back and showed themselves right in the light we thought they would in a game against Oregon, which was right down to the wire. Yeah, they they beat Texas Tech, right, in, in double overtime. So, I mean, I think that, 
knowing that what Texas did against Alabama, I think that this is a little bit of an overcorrection for the Longhorns. I think so. Too. A little I'm bit. I mean, bet. I'm not going to bet Wyoming. Maybe I will. I don't know. No, uh, I think I'm, I might bet. I might bet Wyoming to cover that number. Would you say it was 20, 28? 28 and a half. Now they did come back after the Tech game and only beat Portland State by like fourteen. Looking at it. so who knows? Uh, but I did see that as a as a curious uh, a curiosity. There I really kind of like Wyoming I, to cover that number. Yeah, I might too. I'm not sure. Houston and TCU actually play uh, this weekend, which is kind of interesting, I think. Um, just looking around the Big 12 here, TCU, you know, they played Nichols State in the second one, so I'm pretty curious to see that. But it is a Big 12 game. Uh, West Virginia gets its big rivalry game against Pittsburgh, which is moderately interesting, except we, I think we think uh, West Virginia kind of stinks. The game of the week for the Big 12, though, Tommy, may come. At BYU's got to go to Arkansas. That's a pretty interesting game and a good opportunity for the Big 12, I think, to to do something. Uh, but we're starting to get some relatively meaningful games here. And I mean, we're going to be in conference play like like that, you know, in this big, big 12. So there's not much else to see. I think we'd all look at the preseason and say, oh, Kansas State, Missouri, that's the biggest game of the week. I just don't know if Missouri's going to get that. Look, the line's only five. And I and and I I've said this a million times I I think K-State gets favorable lines because because I don't think they get enough credit defensively historically like the last three or four years and I think that's the case this week again but it is sort of interesting I mean Vegas is even if they're just looking at box scores like I can't figure out what about Missouri is making that that tight I, I I don't know what it is and and the problem for me is like when I look at Missouri I don't know anything about Middle Tennessee State, and I think most people that try to act like they do don't. Uh, you know, so what does a four-point win over Middle Tennessee State mean? I have no idea. They beat South Dakota thirty-five to ten, and South Dakota is usually pretty good. I just don't know. I, I I know I I've only heard like I've heard you and I've heard others who follow that program a little closely take the tone of, and we'll talk to Wyatt Thompson about this Friday, and and maybe even Fitz tomorrow. Like, there's a tone that they're not good, but they're 2-0. and South Dakota's usually pretty good. I don't know anything about Middle Tennessee State, and Vegas is only making this line five points. Like, it, there's something there, I think, with Mizzou. I'm not—I'm still high enough on K-State that it, like, doesn't overly concern me or anything like that. But I do think there's something there for that line to be as small as it is, even though it's a road game for K-State. It, it, it does seem a little bit curious to me, and, and I can't figure out what it is that's that's doing that. Well, I think it's really just the fact that K-State is on the road in Columbia. I mean, that's basically, in my mind, all it is. I mean, if it was a home game for the Wildcats, I mean, you'd be looking at you know at least a touchdown spread, if not more. And I, I think that Kansas State wins. I think I mentioned this a few minutes ago. I think K-State wins by two touchdowns, so I think they comfortably cover the spread. I'm not really uh, convinced right now. I'm not going to use the word lock necessarily right now for the, the Wildcats to cover the spread, but it's as close to a lock on a Wednesday as I can, I can see on the college football slate right now. I mean, that's the one that I'm looking at that I've got circled as. That's pretty much a, 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 a big-time bet in my mind that should come through fairly easily. I like the bet, too, a lot. It's my favorite college football bet of the week, but I'm not going to pretend like I've watched one second of Missouri football. I have not watched one second 
of Missouri football. Let's keep talking college football and talk about America's team, the Colorado Buffaloes, this week, taking on a little rivalry game. Well, Colorado State, who I don't think is very good, and, you know, is is the betting market caught up to Colorado even now as Colorado State had a bye week heading into this game. We'll talk about the Buffaloes next on Sports Daily. All right, welcome back in, everybody. It's Sports Daily. Let's give away some iced tea and coffee. Uh, Let's do uh, one free coffee card, one free iced tea card. The coffee, of course, iced coffee is really popular. There's also hot coffee. There's hot tea. Uh, That will be available to use at HTO Wichita East. It will eventually be able to be used at the new Derby location, which opens in a couple of days. Uh, they won't open out of the gates with the coffee, so right now just use that at HTO East. The free iced tea card will be good at any of Wichita West, Wichita East, or that new Derby location. Uh, so we'll do a winner of one of each of those uh, to HTO right now, 869-1240. Jad will get us a winner. Jad also, by the way, Tommy chimes in that he's not he's not Team Traveler. He's Team Swelsey. Uh, Swelsey, Traveler, <laughs> I like them both. Um, I, I could get on board with either of those, Traveler or Swelsey. This needs to happen. Like, this needs to be a thing because why wouldn't it need to be a thing? Like, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have entered this celebrity status, and and Kelsey's right there with him. Like that, they're 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 like a list celebrities, you know, across the spectrum. But if we get Traveler or Swelsey or whatever this is. I mean, come on now. Like, I need to know what Brittany Mahomes thinks about this. Um, I I do want everybody to know that I'm totally full of it right now and, like, don't care even the slightest bit. Like, not not interesting to me at all. Uh, But, you know, come on, Trav. Like, let's get this done. Let's let's make this happen. Um, I know Swifties need a new breakup album. Uh, Who knows? Maybe it's a match made in heaven and everything goes well and, you know, we've got the next power couple. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's got to go well, because if it doesn't go well, then, man, that breakup album is going to be, like, epic from Taylor Swift. And can you imagine just the amount of vitriol that Swifties would have against Travis Kelsey and Chiefs Kingdom if this I don't know. Do they, well? have, do they have vitriol for all of her other breakups? Hasn't she, like, dated sure and broken up with, like— Absolutely. That's what Swifties are. That's what they do. Like, they but, carry this animosity towards everybody that Taylor Swift has ever dated and broken up with. John Mayer is a legendary Bachelor breakupper, right? Is, have those two yeah. dated? And and if yeah. so, like, is she yeah, competing with him for, like, breakups here? Like, is she at that level? They No, they dated each other, and she wrote a song about it called Dear John. Like, that, I mean, that I don't know. Oh. Again, I don't know how I know this, but I do know this. Yeah, they dated for I don't know how long. But, man, she's dated everybody. Like, she dated John Mayer. She dated Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, I mean, like you name it. Like, there have been and all And so Swifties don't like any of these people? No. I mean, like, if it's a bad breakup, they're, like, they're going to come after that person. And she's going to write an album about it, and it's going to blow up. Can I just say, by the be... way, there's there's no such thing as a good breakup. Uh, it just that, – that, that, that doesn't exist. Like, it doesn't – it's not possible. Um, I, I think Travis Kelsey could survive a Swiftie breakup. I think he could too, but I don't think that that's something that he would want to have to go through. I mean, you've got legions and legions and legions of fans that will hate you forever. 
uh, if you break the heart of Taylor Swift. Well, look, it's 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 the fuel for her, you know, for her whatever. It's it's how she uh, it's how she sur- survives, you know, professionally. Uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about any of this. I'm really talking out the side of my mouth here. Uh, okay, Colorado, Tommy, real quick. They are 23 point favorites against Colorado State. I don't really like big lines like that. Colorado State's not very good. I don't think at least, you know, I I don't I don't think that they are. Colorado 23 like you it feels like they're going to score for sure. The one thing about Colorado and they get this game at home even though Colorado State's coming off a bye week which which makes me nervous too. It is right after this at Oregon and then USC. There is that factor, and we haven't seen this team do that, right? We don't know how Coach Prime – I assume he's equipped to handle that very well. I would think that he's not going to let his guys overlook it. I was impressed at how you know hyped up he got all these new guys for a Nebraska rivalry. That was I, – I really do. I'm not – I mean that. Like, I, I thought it was really cool to see all these, you know, short-term not, – not short-term – the guys that haven't been in Boulder for very long get hyped up for that rivalry. That that was cool to me to see that. Um, and and it, it's a reminder of, like, these are still college kids, man. Like, they're still having fun, doing their thing, going to class, doing all this stuff. I think Prime won't overlook Colorado State. 23 points, though. What Like, what do you think about that? You know, I think that it is a game that, you know, once you are done taking on Nebraska – and all of the expectations that were into that game. It's the first home game for Coach Prime. We don't, at the time, we didn't quite know how far along Nebraska was. We thought that it could be a tight game, all of that. And then, you know, they did have a, a fairly solid defensive outing, Nebraska did against Colorado. It's a big time downgrade facing Colorado State the very next week. And so I think that we're going to see an offensive output more like what we saw in week one against TCU. I think that the Buffaloes are going to put up a lot of points. I think that we're going to see Shador Sanders continue on just putting up gobs and gobs of yards. Uh, Travis Hunter and Dylan Edwards will be involved, I think, from the get-go. It wouldn't surprise me to see Colorado hang, what, 50 points on Colorado State, if not more. I mean, to me, it just seems like one of those games where you're going to see a big-time offensive output and the fact that you still have, and it's not going away anytime soon, a ton of hype. I mean, ESPN and Fox are both going to be in Boulder for their pregame shows just because of Coach Prime. So I think that they're going to put on quite a show when they take on Colorado State. I just can't decide if I'm if I'm comfortable with 23 points. Um, you know, maybe the over at 59 is a way to go. Colorado State in their opener uh, played Washington State at home, and it was 50 to 24. So they gave up 50 to Washington State. Maybe the over is the play there. Maybe maybe that's the I way think it to, is. to, I think to it more is. save that 59. Maybe, maybe that's what we take a look at there. All right, we'll come back. We'll tell you what's coming up uh, on the network today. Congratulations to James for winning the HTO tea and brew house coffee offerings. We'll come back. More Sports Daily finishing up right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 